for now, at yeah, least it works. Yeah, let's do this. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> and welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter, at FFBlitz. And, <laughs> and I'm here with my partners. Well, Jeremy Broen. Jeremy, you're here, right? <laughs> yeah, yes, I am. <laughs> uh, at Dynasty Madman. But we're, we, we've spent the last, like... <laughs> 17 minutes trying to get Shane in the room and Shane Manila. Hey, yeah, I've, uh, I think uh, I mentioned that my laptop is on its final legs and um, it is literally like giving me the big fuck you tonight. So yeah, but I started off on my little baby Chromebook, then my laptop, then my telephone. And then finally I'm back on my little Chromebook, which is working. So if the audio is bad, uh, I don't know, become a patron so I can get better <laughs> equipment. I can, don't worry, I can fix the audio. It'll be fine. But no, no, hey, all, all Jeremy and I care about is that we can hear you at least, you know? We didn't yeah. even need to see you, but at least we can hear you. Be <laughs> the first ever sign language podcast. Uh, and we have a guest tonight, too. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> People didn't get to see the signs. Jeremy did, but we have a guest tonight, too. We have Peter Howard coming on. Um, you know, I know, Shane, it's funny. You, we had all these problems with you, but didn't you just do a show about free agency, right? like, for an hour? With, with other people than you <laughs> yeah i just did my my live stream that i do with chase uh chase uh ff intervention and jacob uh sanderson uh every tuesday we do it at 8 p.m eastern standard time on the youtubes um <laughs> i don't think there's an s <laughs> no eh, whatever i was a. Uh, I don't remember there being any issues and if there was no one said anything to me which is weird <laughs> I mean, maybe I wasn't even on the show the entire time. Maybe I thought I was. And I'm just like, wow, everyone's being incredibly rude. Just ignoring me today. But uh, yeah, well, technology. There's no way we could have did the show. I, I knew it right away. We couldn't hear you. So maybe they did do it without you. That's pretty funny. Um, but but so, so look, Jeremy and I were talking about while we were waiting for you to come in the room. A, a lot of things happened today, but nothing like earth-shattering, greatest fantasy thing ever. So how did you just spend an hour talking about free agency? <laughs> oh, we literally talked about every free agent signing. Um, oh, man. I made fun of uh, the, the New England Patriots for signing Jalen Mills to a ridiculous amount of money. Uh-huh. <laughs> made fun of New England for signing every half-assed wide receiver, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne. And then they make one good move. You're like, oh, Juno Smith, he's going to eat there. And they're like, hold on. <laughs> he's going to burn on Hunter Henry the next day. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys talked about that. Yeah, that 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 Jonu thing, I was happy for, what was it, maybe 13 hours, 15 hours, maybe. <laughs> you know, our one patron, Corey, he's a Juno guy, and he was loving it. I mean, he, he had victory laps in several uh, patron chats. I was happy for him because he's a big Juno guy. And then uh, Hunter Henry just came and smacked him <laughs> with his dick right across his face this morning. Like, hold, nope. my, hold my beer there, Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things you just said was you said our one patron. We have a lot of patrons. It just no, happens no, no, to be no, that one, one of, of our patrons. Yeah. Yeah, one of our patrons. <laughs> one of. It would be really lonely if he was the only Our lone one. patron said. 
<laughs> Especially when Shane always says that our patrons are going to kick other people's patrons' ass. It's the three of us and Corey. Yeah, the four. <laughs> Corey's a badass. We love our patrons. Um, and, and then, oh, and then last week we spoke about one of our patrons that's an air traffic controller, you know, and, and uh, he had a couple comments for us about the fact that we said that on the show last week. Uh, yeah, I just want to say, you know, if the FBI is listening, um, I will not testify <laughs> against him um, unless I get a good deal. <laughs> All right. Well, we won't testify against him, definitely. He but was look, on a break. <laughs> he was definitely on a break. So, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff that happened. But like you, like you said, nothing is really earth shattering. So instead of going through all that stuff, why don't we just say who the news was brought to you by? And then we won't do the news. We'll just bring in our guest. So who was our news going to be brought to you by? Uh, our news, if it had been be- better than mediocre, would have been brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Um, you go gamble, prop bets, some other good stuff on there, and you use promo code DynastyHQ when you sign up, and they're going to match up to $50, 20 to $50. So go ahead and sign up for 50 bucks. You'll get another 50 and uh, you can gamble because gambling is good for you. <laughs> Awesome. And hey, I'll tell you this. You actually sound and look good tonight. I I like this setup you got going. So, uh, (laughs) Jeremy, why don't we bring in our guest? It feels like uh, when you're trying to make up uh, or get a date set with friends to do something, they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we've we've been we've been trying to get in touch with you." Like, I, I, I my number's you. been the same for four years. I'm <laughs> <laughs> on the internet constantly. Oh my I God. have a million tweets a second. Any of them? Any of them? Uh, you can comment on any of them to ask. But like, I emailed your AOL account. Would be like, hey, would you like to? And not a single one. But yeah, you've been desperate. Can your we- account isn't at peter at aol.com i sent several emails saying hey what are you doing tonight <laughs> listen this is going to be part I, of the show let's just move right into the show <laughs> let's just oh, move yeah. right into the show this is perfect okay. uh, did you really you sent him at an e at an aol account uh, no. does he still have an earthlink account i was gonna say maybe yeah, an earthlink I mean, he account might, too <laughs> Peter's, you know, he's unique, so he might have an Earthlink account. I'm sure he has a Hotmail email. There's no way he doesn't. Plus, he's from uh, uh, across the seas, and they have different internet than us. Oh, do they really? Uh, All right, wait a second. Hold on, hold on. We we talked about a bunch of stuff before we even, but we're back in the show anyway. So let's just let's rewind a little bit. So Peter, thank you for joining us. (laughs) Even though all those cracks about saying that we didn't (laughs) ask you and Jeremy did and whatever, but um, hey. Tell everybody about yourself. It's Peter Howard. First of all, how do you how do you say you're at? Is it Shane says it's P A Howdy? Uh, we Jeremy, we said Paul Howdy. Like, how do you say it? And why is it that? I'm so lost. Am I on a podcast now? Or yes, not? I've thought I've been on a podcast several times. <laughs> yeah, um, it's my name, right? And I got tired halfway through writing it and just put a Y because I was like, hey, if I just put a Y here, I don't have to write the last three letters. And I'm very lazy. And it's a howdy. And that's kind of a word. So let's go with that. And it actually took me about a week to pick an app because um, I was intentionally getting on Twitter to have fun talking to people about fantasy football. And I noticed everyone with these cool ads. I'm like, man, I suck at names. I better really sit down and think about this. And uh, I screwed up. I think it's pretty clear that week was not well spent. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, my name is Peter Allen Howard. So it's just my initials, P-A. And then I was writing Howard and I was like, ooh, howdy. That sounds like cooler than just your name, right? That's like... 
like Zach Reed's called Tacit Assassins. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's got these cool names. I was like, Howdy, that's kind of, that's at least not just my boring name. So it's, yeah, technically it's PA Howdy, but I respond to Hey Jerk. So really, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I was much more impressed with it until he explained. It. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You see, that's why. Why did you make I him do that? I'm like, sorry. Like, it was a mystery, at least. I'm it sorry. Makes now, so much worse. Now I'm like, oh, he's just fucking lazy. Can I can think can anything? I, can I take that back? Can we run it back and we'll start again? And I'll just be like, I can't tell you that, or I have to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I, see, I would have went with okay. So uh, my family, when I they were big How to Duty fans, right? No, that's um, the thing. Though. That I have literally never had a nickname literally like pete peter my entire life no one's ever been like hey uh Ariza joe come over here like i've never picked <laughs> up a nickname so i have no no frame of reference for this kind of activity and uh, that is the nightmare of my online life oh like, my pick an email address and yeah. for me things are permanent i i'm so <laughs> stubborn i don't give up or move on from anything like you said i've got a hotmail account because that's one that I first had, and so I still got it. Like I'm, I'm a forever kind of puppy, you know. Um, and so uh, I knew that, and I was like, I'm gonna have to pick something, and I'm just gonna be stuck with it. Like Jake's changed his Twitter ad like seven times, and I think uh, <laughs> Gabe is on his ninth, and just keeps going back to FF Manbugs. I think yeah. he's in the same loop as me. Like that's he just can't give up on the original. And, uh, Dude, I love it. I love that you guys in the early days just had a handle that was cool because now the new cats come in here and they're on Twitter and they're like at FF serious money winner and you're like dude <laughs> the you're one so thing serious the one thing I didn't know I wa didn't want to do was like put FF in there I'm like what the <laughs> f <laughs> but, well, I just don't understand it. Like, it powered the something the execute. Like, why would you put like? What? I don't understand that. For my like, FF, the the thing with mine, I did FF Blitz. I did it eleven years ago when I first got onto Twitter. So there wasn't a bunch of FF people. I just did it because me and my friends were doing a fantasy thing, and I was like fantasy football blitz. I made it. I thought it sounded cool at the time. But well, you're no, I mean. That's fine though, but you weren't like I'm an FF person. It's just no, no, no. It sounded neat. It's fine. It's like Gabe's is FF Manbum, but that's objectively hilarious. So I'm fine <laughs> with it. <laughs> and I'm changing mine to Madman NFL because that sounds that so <laughs> yeah, right. It sounds so much better. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, I mean, everybody has well, these the interesting other part stories. Of that is, I don't know how you guys feel, but like, I never expected like uh, to have like any interest in the things I think or the questions I ask or the work that I do. And um, I, I'm scared to change anything. Like, I don't want yeah. it to go away, which is unfortunate because as you grow and you progress and you find other questions and you start tracking other things, I now can't sleep because it's <laughs> just too much to keep up with. Like, I started, a I can't stop doing the podcast or this type of video or that type of article or that database. I got to keep updating that database I don't use anymore because that might be why people follow me. I've got no idea. And so. <laughs> I'm 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 tired, <laughs> and that's all part of the handle. Like I can't like my so, same with my avatar, I, the Homer, the Homer. Yeah, yeah I, I knew I didn't want to use my face because yeah. I don't like looking at my face. And so <laughs> I wish you'd use no something with your hair though. Like <laughs> your hair looking at my face. <laughs> well, yeah, now that's hilarious. I I yeah, but, I mean, like you're like a human troll. So I think <laughs> it's that's cool. the thing. Normally, it's just completely shaved off, so yeah. I didn't even have that. Oh, there you go. Me. And it's just, I haven't cut my hair in a long time. And so it looks like this. And like, this would have been great to start with. But, um, but yeah, I was just like, I'm an idiot trying to do math. 
and then I saw Homer doing math on. I was like, "That's it. That's 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 the Avatar. That's perfect. An old middle-aged man trying to do math. That's it." Peter just brought up a good point that uh, he glossed over about what you know how much he drops. So I'm a patron of his, and I'm not going to lie to you. His patron account is the best bang for buck your buck you're going to get in any fucking circle of the world. Like anything. Like if you're a porn patron, <laughs> a fantasy football patron. Nice. I will say my my nudes are fire. He drops. (laughs) He drops. Peter drops so much content, like, and it's all good because Peter's genius. And I would never say this to him um, in public because I won't want anyone to hear this. Um, But he is a genius, man. Um, Yeah, his database. uh, It actually because it's. And I don't mean this in a bad way. It's so sloppy. It made me feel like I can do a database. You know what I mean? Like, like you'd hear database and you're so intimidated. And you're like, oh, no, man, this thing's probably got to be. I was like, no, I'm going to write this out. Normally I object to compliments straight away. And I'm going to see if I can experience a compliment without objecting to it straight away. And you just had to slide that one in. Look, I'm trying, man. No, um, but it's still awesome. His database is awesome. His, 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 the podcast is awesome. Um, it's still a crossroads, even though it's just him now. Um, Again, I can't change yeah. the name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jake was telling the theme song for. Uh, matter of fact, he's wait. No, no, no. It's been updated now. It, it has been updated now. Three years yeah, after um, Jake left the show. Yeah, my outro's still got a minute. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> well, I think I maybe it. there's an underlying reason that he made the cracks is because you get to smoke right there in your house while you're doing the show, and he has to go outside even though he lives by himself. <laughs> Shane made a, made a crack to you earlier before we came on that you live somewhere else and your internet's different. Where, where are you located? I live in Kentucky. Yeah, oh. I have done since graduating from my master's program, so I've been here a while now, 10, 12 years. So you said across the pond, Shane. Well, I mean, that's when he first got that's internet. He was across the pond, and he had AOL at UK.com. Yeah, you sign up for different ads and web addresses at .co.uk, but it's the same internet, Shane. Just I don't think it is, <laughs> because your outlets are different, it's the too. same internet. I'm pretty sure it's I mean, very technically, different. none of it's the same internet, if you want to get technical, because it's not like a thing that exists, but let's not go there. Uh, but, um, uh, yeah, it also started in England, just to point that out. That's where the internet started. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I get a lot of confusion on that, and I'm really confused personally, because I've been here about 12 years, so I assume my uh, accent has adjusted by now, and this is just what we sound like in Kentucky. <laughs> And yeah, everyone's confused when they hear me talk. Like this is just, this is just what we sound like down here, y'all. Kentucky, and, uh, Kentucky would not have been my first thought at all. But how great is that? Someone, you know, there's some dipshit that had to ask Peter at least once. Like, wow, where's that accent from? And he, knowing Peter being the asshole that he is, you know, he was like, oh, Kentucky. Kentucky. And that person is just confused. Like they keep turning on the BBC and they're like, why do these country people have their own channel? Like I don't understand. It's just this this whole state has its own channel and it's it's many shows. This is not what I imagine Kentucky to be like at all. Um, Peter brought up something that I wanted to touch on um, that doesn't exist. Um, (laughs) He's fun. I know it was a good thing. Yeah, and you you did it because that's what I was just about to do. Peter brought I have been getting trolled on that every day, on the hour, every hour, but, by every account I follow. Yeah. So, so like, <laughs> real quick, just explain the whole concept of no, no the such thing is vacated. Here's the thing. My name's getting too attached to it 
Because I debunked it. <laughs> like, I don't get... Like, it's getting, like, everyone thinks vacated targets. Oh, P.A. Howdy made that. No, I literally... All right. Uh, so, <laughs> the... Uh, I wrote it up finally. I did a article for DLF where I stopped just ranting about it like a like I actually am just a lonely man in my basement ranting about things. But I actually wrote out like a whole article thing and where I collected the information and actually looked to see if it works. Because I got tired of this throwaway phrase of vacated opportunity and vacated target share. Now, my own conclusion is there is value there. And people like John Deagle on Rotoviz, or what used to be Rotoviz, I guess, he collects it and uses it constantly. And he's smarter than I am. So, like, there's value there. But the throwaway phase, the context I always heard it in was like someone leaves the team. And so there is missing opportunity because they had so many targets or so many air yards or so much whatever last year. So, who's going to do those targets next year? Now, intuitively it kind of makes sense and i think that's why everyone uses it as a throwaway phrase like nikhil harry is going to break out this year because they don't have any other wide receivers or whatever but it kept annoying me because i couldn't find anyone that had gone and looked to see if that actually happens and like i'm a moron i don't know and so my entire process is i go and see what has happened and then assume that happens more often than things that have never happened before. It seems pretty simple. Um, and so, but every time I dig back, like it wasn't true. Most breakouts had like less vacated targets instead of more, if you know what I mean. Like they'd actually gained targets if you started calculating it this way. Teams had taken on more players that had more targets last year on different teams. And then someone breaks out. And I was like, what's going on? Because that's not how it's meant to work. All the people are meant to leave and new people come in or the people on the depth chart just pick up these targets that are laying on the floor like loose change and use them to break out. And that's just not how it works. Like the thrower is it's easy to break easier to break out because there's vacated up the opportunity's gone. It doesn't exist. <laughs> like the targets are not out there right now for people to collect. And there's definitely more of an input from the player and the combination of the player, the team, the scheme, and the success of the team on how many targets there are than whatever the fuck happened last year. It's just not true. Now, I do think there's there's obviously something to it because it does make some sort of intuitive sense that like if there was no one on the team but John Ross, he would probably have a larger target share than he does right now, right? <laughs> but the team would obviously probably throw a lot less because why are you throwing if you've only got John Ross? If you've got Julio, you throw a lot more. And if you've got John Ross, you throw a lot less. And I don't know why I picked John Ross because that's an unfair <laughs> Laquan Treadwell, he's proven bad instead oh. of just probably bad. Um, and so it doesn't make sense. There's a relationship and there is some use to it. And that's what I found when I dug into it further instead of just ranting about it on Twitter. There was some evidence that, you know, there may be an easier path, but it's certainly not every time. And it's not related to the amount of vacated opportunities because, like, I'd have to go back and read my article. But literally last year, the team that, like, DeAndre Hopkins didn't step into a bunch of vacated targets, you know? And Brandon Cooks and Will Fuller didn't, you know, step into a bunch of vacated targets. And that's what happens normally. Good players acquire targets. Actually, I think they're creating them much more than they are getting them, if I know, if you know what I mean. I think it's much, I think it's a better way of thinking about it that if a player is good enough, he will create the opportunities. Where does that come from? Well, 
guess what? There are a lot more targets on an NFL team that we do, literally don't even notice because we don't care that wide receiver four and tight end <laughs> six got a target that week, but they add up. And that's a large majority of the targets overall. And what happens when you've got Odo Beckham and Jarvis Landry in college playing on the same team, or you've got Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen playing on the same team next year, isn't that they pick up these vacated targets. It's just that there's no other room. There's no other air for those kind of roles we don't really care about. They just suck up so much of it and create more of it by being successful on it. That's where targets come from. So, yeah, there's an interplay between who's on your depth chart and who you are and how successful the team is that create the amount of targets you have. But if we is just little, we care, we're not general managers or anything we're playing <laughs> fantasy football and so if you want to search for who's going to get targets it's better to think about the players being good enough to create them than them being around and they can pick them up because frankly they don't do that like that's that's essentially what my article was so hopefully i explain what vacated targets is in there so then, good players and stop worrying about the opportunity yeah. so much because the good players create them yeah because like a large majority of breakouts have happened in contested situations. And this best answer, whether it's, you know, capital T true or not, is to say this player was just good enough to do it. Like, I, I don't, like, talent such an ethereal thing. I don't think we can even define it. We define it by, you know, receiving points. <laughs> or whether they ranked in the top five. Josh Allen is good now, even if he'll never be as good a quarterback as Drew Brees. He's still good because we don't really have an objective measure for good or talented. Um, and so when you take, when you can think about it that way, players who get that amount of opportunity or create that many of fantasy points, the best definition of it is that means they're good. Um, and that's what we're searching for. And, and they don't get bequeathed it from whoever was on the team the year before or whatever. Yeah, and we do that. I like that we just, I think that might have been the first time anyone's used the word bequeathed on our show. <laughs> I'm just spitting tonight, man. It's, so, it, it's that Kentucky. It's that Kentucky thing. Team success as well. It is. Well, K Kentucky is very sophisticated like that. Yeah. And you use terms like I'm bequeathed. telling you, man, this is just what we all sound like. Um, but yeah. But like and, uh, being the, it's like being the world tallest midget if you're the best <laughs> wide receiver on the jets like um i mean robbie anderson proved to be a lot more than he thought he was when he right. moved to carolina with a much better depth shot and still stood out i think that says much more about him than them dominating target share and uh, all jameson crowder in new york both showed signs of being somewhat good on other depth charts um, but they were the best things in town in New York. But yet, yeah, notice neither of them rose to the target limits or the target heights of Julio Jones and DeAndre Hopkins and Keenan Allen. They're good. They're not that good. And so the simplest explanation for me is it's about the player and that relationship to team success, not, you know, how many other people there are to suck up targets. And Buffalo, they were horrible forever, right? Like everybody who left Buffalo on to be successful somewhere else. And until they got Josh Allen, until they had a you know a coaching staff and a, no, and a plan, they, nobody was good there, man. Yeah, but that's the thing. I, I, I credit to Josh Allen. Like I just got to stop hating at this point. Been owned several times, just giving up on the giving up on that goat. So Josh Allen's good, but. Like, it was also true that John Ross was good with Josh Allen. Like, he needed John Ross. And John Ross played out of his... I nearly swore again there. I'm trying to limit you it. You could swear he played, all you want. <laughs> he played very over his skis that year. He's a very good player, but he was exceptionally efficient. 
exceptionally efficient that year. And my whole thing for 2020 was he couldn't maintain that. And so what they did is they got Stefan Diggs, yeah. who can maintain that level of production. And he didn't have to do it um, at such a high level of efficiency because he is capable of creating a larger target share and to do it on that target share. So, I mean, yes, the team was bad, but it also had bad players. And, you know, Sammy Watkins plays for the Chiefs now, who's bad in Buffalo, too. I mean, the simplest answer here seems to be it's about the player, not. Yeah, that's why you don't you don't wish and hope that just because Nikhil Harry ends up in New England and there's a thousand available targets that he's going to be. A superstar when there's other things that'll tell you that he's not going to be now I, yeah. I missed on that but yeah <laughs> at this I mean, point it's hard to make a case for Nikhil harry but i would say I know you yeah, like him. it's not a, can he go somewhere to get a shot it's if you don't think he's good enough to do that wherever he is then he's not good enough you probably shouldn't pay the price kendrick kendrick Bourne's another one where it's like he had the chance in san francisco but here's um, the thing: Kendrick Bourne has continued to produce over expectation based on his draft capital. His like, draft, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is from, and I highlighted him before uh, a while ago, and he hasn't hit fantasy relevance. But like, he's been more productive than bunches of players drafted in the third round oh, yeah. or above since yeah. then. Like, no, yeah. don't, don't underrate that. Like, but I like I'm just Kendrick saying for fantasy, it's it's we're, he's never going to be a wide receiver too. Now, obviously, he's a guy that's going to have some value in deep, deep, deep fantasy leagues. And he's surely outplayed whatever his NFL draft capital was. Um, but as far as fantasy, though, you can't just look at a guy and go, all right, well, this situation dictates he's going to get 150 targets next year, so he's going to be good if he's never really been that guy before. That's what I mean, though. Like, um, those players kind of thrown out as because they won't be fantasy wide receivers twos i, I maintain he's going to have those weeks though and that's cheap mm -hmm. points if you need them but um that's used to justify kind of those casual throwaway phrases but the fact is they've drafted several wide receivers in the first and second round who haven't beat out kendrick Bourne. that's because they're not as good and kendrick Bourne is good and uh, that's important to know because, one, you have to accept that the NFL gets this shit a lot, wrong a lot. And some players who are good, who show themselves to be good, never will be fantasy wide receivers twos. And the simplest explanation there is the NFL doesn't want to have their undrafted free agents be their wide receiver twos. Like, they keep drafting players. I mean, they try to crush... Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs. Remember those two great players that now can't be ignored? By drafting a first-round wide receiver, they were just trying to replace them. Luckily, they went for Loquan Treadwell, who was trash in college and is trash now. <laughs> like, that's the reason those we have those two players. If Laquan Treadwell had been able to take opportunity away from him, I think we would have lost one or two of them. And so maybe then you don't get Stefan Diggs in Buffalo because the NFL teams are able to get dismissed that one season, if you know what I mean. You know, a lot of that's just the draft capital they invest. That guy's going to continue to get those chances because he's the one he's, – he's the guy that, you know, we're bringing out on the first night of the draft and – giving him the t-shirt or whatever the hell it is we do at the <laughs> NFL draft. I don't even know anymore, but he's the one that in the press conference the next day, when we're talking about our draft, we're going, Hey, we got Laquan Treadwell. Um, this is awesome. We want him to hit, you know what I mean? He's getting the most money. He's going to get the most opportunities. And this, this seventh rounder, we're just waiting for him to screw up so we can cut him off the team because he's not going to, he's never shown us that he he's worth what Laquan Treadwell is, but. And I, I don't mean to just shit on LeGuan. No, I like it. I like it. Being, I mean, he's been better at something that I'll, than I will ever be at anything. Let's be clear on this. He reached an extremely high level at Peter, he, um, But he's not being Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen isn't really that shady. But he like, gave us that's a bad the only review. reason we got him. He gave us a bad review. Ah, so well. <laughs> we can say whatever we want about him. 
that guy. <laughs> well, you you guys both mentioned Kendrick Bourne, and he signed with uh, with the Patriots today, right? Yep. So do you think that's going to change what you guys were saying about him being good over there? Is he going to be good with uh, New England? I think the Patriots are more prone to use players who are good. Um, Jacoby Myers is a good example. He's another one who has suffered from injuries, but he's been better than you would think um, based on his draft capital. So I think he's actually pretty good. But here's the thing about the Patriots. Even when they're good, if they're going to be good again, um, how many fantasy rel- – like we get Julian Edelman and Wes Welker and Rob Gronkowski, and that's about it. Like even a good New England team uh, struggles to provide yeah. consistent fantasy goodness. So it's hard to get too excited. But, yeah, for cheap points, Nikhil Harry, Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne, especially if you're fading wide receiver, as people do increasingly. I love the misspelling of my name in this header, by the way. Um, <laughs> it's like very on brand for me. Um, that's why Jeremy did it. <laughs> and uh, – so, yeah, I like them, and I think they will pop up here and there if you can time it right in your bye weeks or your starter weeks. But hoping for a top 24 season, I mean, I do, because I love undrafted guys, and I love Nikhil Harry's prospect profile. So I'll probably end up with some of them, but at this point, they're lower odds bets. I'm actually yeah. trying to write up break breakout wide receivers right now, so it's kind of fresh in my mind. It, it, you know, there was one thing I, I thought about when you were saying, because you mentioned John Ross, and I know John Ross signed with the Giants, and but there was one thing that we we blew over today at the beginning, Shane, when we didn't talk about stuff. Your he guy, met John Brown, though. No, no, I was going to say, I was going to say, but he met John Brown. But wait, I was going to ask you guys about Corey Davis. You love Corey no, Davis. You talked I about do, Corey Davis, <laughs> and so does Shane. The, but first of all, the two of you guys are like almost exactly the same. <laughs> like you have said so much stuff in the last forty-five minutes that Shane says all the time too. I can see but why the just, two it, of you guys get along so well. <laughs> it sounds smarter right. and fancier because of that Kentucky accent. <laughs> All right, what? but you guys are like the same person. But no, if you insult me. I wish you'd just do it up front. You know? <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. But no, Shane loved Corey Davis. But I guess you said you do too. So what do you guys think with him going over to the Jets? That that's what I was going to ask you. I didn't know that both it, of you loved him. Here's the unhappy truth about Corey Davis. Um, I like it because he was a Nikhil Harry level miss for me, who finally justified like he does have talent there. Very clearly. In my mind, he's got talent based on what we were talking about before. I think A.J. Brown helped him out a lot, though. I mean, good players help out good players. And that's the other thing about vacated opportunity. We tend to think, you know, they restrict other players. I think they help each other. Like, if you've got a guy on the other side of the field making first downs and getting you towards the red zone, that means you have more opportunities to catch the ball and get into the red zone. I do think that's a good thing um, for each other. Although... You could in, you could suggest they limit each other's ceilings somewhat, but like their ceilings so high if they're both good that I, I really I'm not worried about it too much. So I actually think leaving AJ Brown is bad for Corey Davis, but I do think he's talented in and of himself. But he's on the Jets, man. It's just a hard <laughs> team. Like I don't want to see any of my favorite players, including Mims, by the way, <laughs> on the Jets. Like get rid exactly. of Adam Gase and we'll talk. Exactly. <laughs> and that that's why I mentioned it. But I know Shane, we from doing the show for four years, we all know how much Shane loved Corey Davis. So that that was the other reason I brought it up. I I mean, I have the same reservations Peter did. I think AJ Brown helped helped him a lot. Um is Denzel Mims gonna be that level of player? Probably not, because AJ Brown's pretty special but yeah, he is. Yeah. can he be good enough i think he can be good enough that you know that davis will be fine over there i i still I like davis i'd say his ceiling 
he's he's never going to be what we thought he was going to be coming out of college, right? He's not going to be right. yeah. he's not going to be a wide receiver one. Like nothing nothing shows us that he's going to have a season like that. And just real quick, people talking about he had a fourth year breakout or fifth year break. He's ready to hit a fifth year breakout. He actually had a good. He didn't. <laughs> he had he, a good second year though. He did. He had. A, that's what I was going to say. He had a good second year, and a lot of those catches were just. I mean, you look at the tar- the catch rate weren't his fault. I hate being that guy. But, I mean, he's just getting bad passes from bad quarterbacks. Um, now he's Sam Darnold, not gonna quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> but also yeah. we've never seen, and we're going to get to see Sam Darnold without Adam Gase for the first time, or we're going to get to see Zach Wilson, who everybody um, loves in the NFL. So either way, I think his quarterback play is going to be okay. It's not going to be Tannehill because Tannehill was really good last year and the year before that, but Tannehill is yeah, above average at least. And apparently, and that that's all him and Dave and uh, he, uh, Corey Davis needed above average. AJ Brown was able to do it with below average, which is, you know, yeah. part of the indication that that's yeah. a different level of player to be fair. Yeah. But the other thing I know both about Mims and Davis is they both came into the league a little later. Now, Corey Davis specifically came from a lower conference and there is there's so few hits, let alone hits from specific situations to judge. But I do think it's fair looking at past examples to think that that can take a little longer, especially when you come into the legal order. It can take a little. It's a slower burn. Your career arc peaks uh, a little after players that come into the league a little younger. For example, if you uh, adjust breakout age by players that start the NFL career at age 21 or 23, you become more and less likely to break out in year two or year three of your career. So I think um, that growth is actually slowed down by coming into the league a little later. Maybe you played at a lower conference and so on and so forth. So I think Corey Davis breaking out a little late is actually more on par with where he came from. He had more to learn, more to develop, maybe. And then you've got Ryan Tannehill, just perfect timing kind of a situation. But that's a little post that's a little like uh, explaining the situation and then saying it predicted it, which isn't true because we can't do that. But I, it does seem like a little bit of a kismet. But I do have a little more hope that playing with AJ Brown and getting played with Tannehill and feel success to some level in the NFL, maybe he can do something of what Robbie Anderson and Corey De- um, Jamison Crowder did in New York. That's not out of the realm of possibility. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's a little hard to hope for a player to continue. Because players that break out typically have worse careers anyway. Break out later. But yeah, at this point, he's not worth selling, right? He's not trading for no. more than a second. So I'll ride whatever points he can give me. Same with Mims. No, Shane, what is this? Alpha is the wrong term. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. It just, uh, I forget. It was one of Peter's episodes or if it was a tweet. Um, I love Peter because he goes on these tangents where he just <laughs> just yells at people. Um, just not anyone specifically. Just kind of into the into the ether on, um, you know, on Twitter. And then people take specific offense to it. Like, I'll be like, there's no such thing as like, that's the wrong term. It's not alpha receiver. <laughs> so I all, hate the, uh, imprecise use of language. That's my main goal. <laughs> like vacated targets isn't true because that's not exactly what happens. And alpha isn't exactly a term. you can. Yeah. But I do find, especially it's just, I didn't grow up with football. I've learned this late. And a lot of the content I've, su- I've consumed, and maybe it's just a me problem, but enough people are enjoying it. I'm assuming it's helping other people out too, that the way we express certain things make us lead us to conclusions, right? 
And if we express it badly, it leads to bad conclusions. Like vacated targets, I legitimately think led me to some bad conclusions, and I think it could other people. And thinking in terms of alphas and betas, I think is a similar problem. But there, I've just taken over again, so I'm going to shut up for a while. No, but that's perfect. That there's something to <laughs> precise understanding leads to a better conclusion. Well, that's a thousand percent correct, though, because language does affect your opinion of something. When someone's called an alpha, you're like, oh, no, he's definitely going to dominate. And we have this vision of what an alpha needs to be in our heads. Well, it's Julio Jones. Like, that's an alpha, right? Right. Like, he's going to step on your head. He's going to crush your bones. He's going to eat your babies and score a touchdown <laughs> on the way. And that's a good, that's a great one because <laughs> I came, I started just knowing what American football was in like 2013, 2014. And that's, oh, wow. I thought there must have been this era of Julio Jones receivers. Like, everyone was hearkening back, we'll get our alphas back. And the more I started to actually do historical research, I was like, where are they? Yeah. There were always these tiny AJ Brown, the, uh, Odell Beckhams and Antonio Browns. Like there was never this era of six foot four Julio Jones monsters. <laughs> like they're incredibly rare. Like, we've got Julio, you've got Calvin. I'm running out of names. <laughs> and Andrew Johnson, kind of, but he was never really the athlete of those other two, I guess. The uh, former I mean, president? I, I, <laughs> Yeah, no. Andrew Johnson. No, Andrew Johnson played for Houston, right? Am I getting the name wrong? Andre Johnson. Andre Andre Johnson. Pronunciation. Hey, I got me. That's fair. No, that's I just thought you were talking about the former president. I was, I, I was going to say I did not he know was that about him. Too. Yeah. <laughs> I know. The funny thing, I, uh, so wait, you said you moved to Kentucky twelve years ago, but you've only been into American football for seven years. How did that happen? Like, how if you've only been into it seven years and now you're this big guy in the dynasty community? How did you get into that then? He said, I'm "Big guy." I'm big. Big, I'm a very big guy. That's true. I'm a big deal. Everybody. I'm, I'm not a big deal. <laughs> but um, that's so not true. Like I've seen like three or four people this year start and overtake me. So I don't know exactly how big I am. But yeah. Um, I know. I, I I was just looking for community, friendship, and people to enjoy something that isn't freaking work or or, or, or uh, education with. And so I was investing time in a lot of hobbies. And no one around here is interested in any sport I ever played or spent time learning about when I was a kid. And then on one of my other hobby forums, someone was like, "Hey, you want to join a fantasy football league? We're down a person," which I have since learned. Happens a lot. <laughs> yeah, it does. And I was like, sure. And then uh, I had to go and learn what the hell. I'd never played any kind of fantasy sport, but that's how I got into it. Someone in an ESPN redraft league, um, who uh, we, it was a wo woodworking and knife uh, forum, because um, that's some other hobbies I picked up, were doing a fantasy football league, essentially to raise money for something as specific. I think it was, I think it was charity or something like that. Um, and so they wanted to keep it going. And I was like, sure. And then I had to go find out, you know, how to play, which is also why I think I'm more into data, because when you're coming in cold, mm. like the idea of, oh, I'm just going to watch 20 years of football like everyone else playing this didn't seem nearly as easy as, well, I can just collect some information and see what's like. I didn't know anything. So like, is 10 points good? Like this guy scored me 10 points. Should I be excited about that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um I, I remember because the guy who asked me to join, like week two, he's like, dude, put uh, um, name jumps out, like Gonzalez um, uh, in your tight end spot. And I was like, why? He's projected to score less points. He's like, yeah, that's a Hall of Fame tight end. 
put him in. I was like, okay. Because <laughs> I knew nothing. <laughs> That's awesome. I had like some guy off the waiver wire that ESPN's projections had to score one more point than Tony Gonzalez. So I was like, obviously you start that guy. And <laughs> <laughs> so eight, eight years later, how many leagues are you in now? Uh, bad time. I actually managed to cut it down last year because I was in an insane amount to the point that fantasy wasn't fun anymore because the Wednesday waiver wire was a was a was a job. I was like, yeah. "This is not fun. This is not good <laughs> you. for it's my true. health." Um, so I've actually managed to cut it down to five. I just picked up another John Bosch league. But I'm thinking I'm not counting John Bosch leagues because they're different things, man. They're not really. <laughs> yeah, say, they I would, are. I would not count those as one. I would count those as at least two. Um, yeah, John Bosch are. league is at least two leagues. It is. Uh, it is. John Bar- John Bosch starts out with this premise when he goes into setting up the rules and and stuff for his leagues. He's like, "How can I make this a very painful thing for myself and others?" <laughs> I think it's a lot more specific. I think how it's more John looks at the MFL settings and is like, how could I make this Pete's personal nightmare right now? I think it's specifically <laughs> directed at me, and then he invites me. Yeah, that's that's the goal. Um, yeah, I'm in a salary cap league, which I, I, just, I just, just don't enjoy. But John asked me to join, and there are a bunch of people in there I don't play with yet that I wanted to, and I was like, fine. And then he just came up with this kaleidoscope idea, and it just sounded interesting. And so before realizing it was John's idea, I was like, yeah, sure. Oh, crap. Now I'm committed. <laughs> and so we're getting ready for that draft. Um, but outside of that, I mean, for actual dynasty leagues, that doesn't include like redrafts like Scott Fishbowl or right, um, right. MFL 10s or whatever they're called now or anything else. But yeah, for actual dynasty leagues that- and two John Bosch things <laughs> it seems like every time we ask anybody that recently they're all saying the same thing and the three of us did the, did exactly the same as you did we all cut back i think a lot of people cut back this year after you know covid and the way the world was we all jumped into way more than we should be in so but four is that i mean that's very easy to use even with shane cutting half of his leagues he's still in what 30 40 whatever you are in shane 30 30, 30 right now. I'm not <laughs> counting sleeper leagues. Um, so I'm in 30 leagues. Well, yeah, I cut it down a lot, to be fair. And I'm already feeling like picking up more, and you have to actively resist it. Um, I think a product of that is I came into it late, like we said, um, and it's all online now. Like I never had to struggle with the yeah. in person or the newspaper stuff. I can't even imagine. I was just talking to, um, I was trying to find his Twitter app, but a guy who's, po- I was just on his podcast. It's John. Um, McGlynn, or I forget the Twitter sorry. Yeah, Yeah, um, and he was saying he only does, like, real leagues in person. He knows all the people. He meets them and talks to them. I was like, I've never had that. And I think the response to that is, like, we have multiple because we want to play. I love the banter and the back and forth and talking to people and active leagues. Like, that's the enjoyment for me. And so to make up for not actually knowing any of these people, I just think we're like 50. I need 50 mm-hmm. of these things because I always <laughs> need a DM going. I always need a private chat about some sort of trade or some sort of move. Um, sounds like sounds exactly like you, Shane. I can't keep up with them. I'm hardly in those, I, you know, during the day, especially with work. But, man, Shane, uh, he's all about that. You guys are birds of feather. I'm telling you, they're the same guy. Just a, that Kentucky accent's the, the only same thing. Guy, There's a Philly the one. and, and one from here. So when you're – so for me, though, it's just – my brain never shuts off. So if I don't give it something specific to do, it's going to start doing things on its own that it's I'd one rather way of putting not. It, Shane. So you, 
That's fair, but um, that might be a major difference. I can't control what I'm thinking about. Like, l- I get into ways where I'm like, I'm going to do fantasy football now, and I- I'll-, I'll be able to create content or make a video or write up a specific thing. And then uh, the other half of my brain's like, oh, look, kitty. So <laughs> Again, that's Shane. That I is Shane. It, 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 that is Shane. <laughs> I'm serious. We'll, we'll be done. give it things to focus on. It doesn't work. <laughs> I just have to hope it comes back around to something I'm actually oh should my. be working on. Mike will literally be mid mid statement to Shane, and Shane, you see, you can see Shane's drifting off, starts typing, not listening anymore. I was like, dude, it's a short sentence. Just hear him out. He'll be on a phone or whatever. <laughs> Um, Peter, are you going to be coming to the Fantasy F- Football Expo in uh, Canton? Um, no plans yet. I would like to meet people eventually. That'd be nice because this room is very lonely. I was going to say uh, the way- you know <laughs> the these Zoom meetings of ours that we keep doing for podcasts or Streamyard meetings, I guess we should call them, um, are great. But like, uh, human contact would be nice. <laughs> well, the way you the way you were talking about being in all these leagues, talking to all these people, that's why I was asking if you're coming to the expo because that was one of the big things at the expo two years ago is that we all got to meet a lot of the people face-to-face that are in all these DM chats and all these leagues we're in. Well, that's the other thing, though. Like, if I change what I'm doing, it all might go away. And so right now, I'm uh, <laughs> like, people talk to me and they like DMing me and they'll argue with me on Twitter. If I meet people, I'll probably walk in and they'll be like, ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> So um, I'm honestly scared of shaking it up. Like, uh, <laughs> and, and once more, you're exactly like Shane. <laughs> they'll, they'll just be all like, "Who?" Look at Shane's face. <laughs> and, uh, Is that what you were doing? And can't, Shane was yes, on his best I'm behavior. I was going to have him raise my children after that oh weekend. Oh my god! Was, I mean, it was amazing how kind I, and generous and I know, sweet I, he was. I heard how fucking nice I was. He I was. was. You he, people are easy to fool because I'm not a nice. <laughs> Person. He was a, a terrible human being. Okay, <laughs> he's a totally different person in front around all these people. Um, so, where, so you say you're all alone down in that basement? You have a lot of books there, at least. Uh, have you read all those yeah, books? No, my wife's books. I'm just posing with them to make it look like I'm the smart one. But <laughs> yeah. no. uh, great. Um, I've read uh, some books. No, I've read a lot of books, but um, I couldn't ship them all over here from England. So there's a small collection in one of the corners of things i've picked up when i've since i've been here in fact the only thing i did ship internationally was a huge box with books but uh then i found out my wife had even more books and so we've got like a lot of these bookshelves there's not there's not many places i can angle a camera to make it not look like i'm flexing the books (laughs) i would say though (laughs) despite being one of the smartest people i've ever met a lot of my wife's books are are like uh, nora roberts I'm just ah. saying, smart people enjoy oh. fun things too. Yes. So don't sure. get too yeah. impressed with it. <laughs> Your These are all is... my wife's bottles back here too. They're not mine. I just show up. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a neat trick. That's <laughs> my wife. Oh, Peter, isn't your wife an author? She, she, yes, she is. Oh, she is. Oh, that's yes, great. Yeah. Has she published anything lately? Uh, unfortunately, her health's taken a downturn the last few years, and she, she hasn't been able to be uh, to write as much. But yeah, you can f- still find her. She's got like uh, I've actually have them all lined up around here somewhere. That section right there is all her. She's got like fifteen, sixteen titles out uh, on Amazon cool. and stuff. But she writes ghost stories and haunted stories mostly. But the uh, and I obviously love them all. Than my favorite books, obviously. But um, <laughs> she actually wrote a historical novel about. Um, I'm not going to, this isn't really the place, but. No, it's fine. It was really up my alley and uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed reading it. Um, 
So uh, I'd like yeah, to know that, what that, that one is. Yeah, I yeah. Love, I like What's those the title? Book. Uh, Furnace Mountain is the one I was just talking about. It's about a small town in Eastern Kentucky that's based around the railroad, and then the railroad dies during the Depression, obviously. Um, have, have you ever heard of the folktale, or I guess you call it a folktale, of Stone Soup? No. Mm, no, but... That's the story where a woman was... Uh, it's a real quick one, was uh, making... During the depression, so everyone's hungry. She was making stone soup, and she was just boiling a stone in water. Okay. And everyone's like, "That's not a thing. Right. <laughs> you can't eat a stone and soup. That's not a thing." She was like, "No, it's great. Stick around. I'll give you some." Uh, and then she just people keep like, "Well, would carrots help?" And yeah, carrots would help. And so everyone oh. adds something, and so at the end, you actually have soup. It's kind of if you group together, you can create something that you can't buy yourself, and that's the stones. And so that's kind of what happens in this small town. Um, president, I don't know the president's. Was it Eisenhower who did the tour during the Great Depression, going to a bunch of small towns on the railroad? Yeah, one of those I think guys. It was. One of those <laughs> guys. One of those odd guys had a wheelchair, right? Yeah, he had a wheelchair. Um, and so the idea is this town's on that route. And so the town gathers together uh, to clean up the town. So they clean, yeah. they take the boards down off the windows and they fix up the train station. And, and so it's this kind of a, retelling of the stone sip soup um fairy tale but it's all historically based and she did a pretty good job on that research as a historian i have a perspective on that she did but it's it was roosevelt. Cool. like it, roosevelt yeah roosevelt sorry yeah roosevelt. it was actually based on some things that happen around here it's based on the town we actually uh, live in but that specific event didn't happen here but if you go just down the road there's a like a restored train depot where they did make a chair for uh, for roosevelt a wheelchair because they thought he might turn up he ended up not (laughs) but you can see the (laughs) the chair that he built and that's what gave her the idea so it's a pretty fun novel if you're into that kind of thing i'm more into that than ghosts but i'm not meant to say that because she's a very successful (laughs) ghost and haunted author (laughs) but um it's just not my deal but uh i I really enjoyed that one that's awesome Peter, where can they find it and what's the title? All my wife's books are available on Amazon. Her name's Rebecca Patrick Howard. The book I was just talking about is called Furnace Mountain. Awesome. That's really great. No no other (laughs) words in the title. Um, But yeah, she's got a bunch of stuff in there, especially if you're into ghost stories. She started off actually doing an anthropological project, which fits in my daytime work. Turns out everyone's got a ghost story. I never knew this, but if you ask anyone about ghost stories, especially around here, it's more of a storytelling culture. They will literally sit down for hours and talk to you about the ghost stories they know of and they've heard about. And so you get this insight into like the oral tradition, which is an ethnographic thing where we pass on stories locally, especially these days. And through the stories you tell your kids or your friends or you, you group source this kind of unwritten history. Um, and so she was doing that, just collecting the stories around town. Then she found out everyone loves ghosts. It turns out everyone loves <laughs> everyone, ghosts. Everyone, yeah. Um, yeah. Now, those books are actually really interesting because they were, she just basically transcribed them. You know, she wasn't making the stories up. She was, these are our stories. And it was pretty neat. And everyone around here loved them. So, like, yeah, I know that story. But um, we get pretty regularly contact. Even now, she hasn't been able to write in years by like people in the, because we're a poor area. Uh, and reading and writing isn't a big thing, but we'll be DM'd by uh, kids and teenagers or parents of kids and teenagers saying, this is the only book they've ever read. And it's got her into wow. reading and they love it because it's just about a place they live. And they're very simple stories told in, you know, around the campfire fashion in, in words they would use. Because, again, it's just uh, and so 
they were actually pretty. Uh, they can actually be pretty moving, but we're well away from fantasy football. Right it's now. fine. It's fine. No, that's really interesting. <laughs> it's really cool. I mean, we, but that happens a lot of times when we have people on the show. They talk about other things. And Shane, you're right. When he was just discussing that, he does sound way more smarter than you. Yeah, um, way more smart. And no, I said, and, and even the way I said, way more smarter. Yeah, you did. That's, that's what I've learned. You just increase your vocabulary and throw on an accent, and you're you're fine. Like I don't even understand half the words I just used. <laughs> and, and even while I was saying way more, I knew that was wrong. Over here, and I just occasionally pick one. I'll use that word next. <laughs> no, but believe me, it's it's interesting, and and I think that's really great, and and maybe that'll help. Um, maybe somebody listening to this will go on Amazon and buy your wife's book. So. I hope so, but she's actually more popular and interesting than me. I don't think she's a, a PA Hattie bum, to be honest. But um, yeah, she's pretty cool. That's awesome. Well, thank you for joining us tonight. You know, I know we had some troubles at the beginning. That was all Shane, uh, but we're all, we all finally got it worked out. Um, but we appreciate you coming on. If you can make it to Canton, you should. It, it, it's fun to hang out with everybody and see everybody. Uh, IRL in real life, but um, nah, my my dreams of fage- friendship would fade then. If I ever met you all, I, I realize you all actually don't like me. So uh, no, I don't mm, think that. <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> but um, you know, we did jump into everything really quick, and we didn't let you even say anything about yourself. So if you want to tell everybody where they can find you, what you're doing, um, that'd be great. <laughs> Um, no, you don't have to do that, man. That's fine. No one needs to. Um, but yeah, I guess if you want to argue with me or disagree with me on Corey Davis at some point, um, you can contact me at Shane is the worst. On <laughs> um, <laughs> basically the same thing we've learned tonight. No, um, I'm at PA Howdy. As we, we actually went on to a big story about where that came from. So I think we covered it. Yeah. Uh, I write for Dynasty League Football. That's where you can find all my written content. Uh, I got a podcast called Dynasty Crossroads, which we also covered. I think we actually got through most of this, by the way. Um, <laughs> it just wasn't by you. It was by Shane. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm a bit of a whore. I've written for almost everyone. So you can find my articles most places, but Dynasty League Football is my home base. I was doing projections for player profiler last season, so you might have seen some of my work there too. And uh, yeah, that's I think that's everything. Oh, I, I do a, I do YouTube videos too. Oh, that's cool. Yes, he does, and he is a patron. Um, oh yeah, I got I got that thing too. It'd be nice if I could afford food one day, so I should really stop mentioning it. <laughs> <laughs> Shane's good at mentioning pa- mentioning Patreon, so. Because he's literally one of the worst. He's one of the worst salesmen. Um, He makes me look good at it. Because you listen to his show and he's just like, oh, yeah, patron. And you're like, yeah, okay, whatever. It feels so icky, though. Like, hey, (laughs) give me money for the thing that I did. I'm like, oh. You join it and you're like, oh, Peter reaches out to me more than my kids do. I got emails (laughs) from Peter four times a day. Like, here's a chart. Here's a video. Here's a podcast. So, uh, yeah, if you're not a patron of Peter, Peters, um, I suggest you become one. I mean, if you want to be good at fantasy football and want to be entertained, as well. <laughs> well, if not, I would whatever. say uh, our little Sold. Patreon community is growing. Anyone that's in our little bubble that um, has a Patreon, I think I spend all my Patreon money on other Patreons. So yeah, I, I have a lot of fun over there. So and most of it, I will point out, most of it, especially that database you were talking about, it's not behind a paywall. Like, I appreciate the support, but I honestly like giving into the community and engaging with it. And that's what I mostly do on Patreon. So if you just want to go check out my database or, you know, check out a YouTube video, like none of that's behind the paywall or anything. I do try and make some things behind the paywall because that feels like a bit too much of a 
you to the actual Patreons. <laughs> like you're giving me money, but everyone gets it free. <laughs> so some things are, but I try. It's also just another attempt to try and you know have fun playing fantasy football with everyone. That's a goal. That's awesome. Well, very cool. Thank you very much for joining us. It, it, hopefully, you had a good time. That that's all that matters to us. No, always, you know. Always, <laughs> I, I get to sit here and make Shane shut up by talking over him sometimes. Like that's all. <laughs> right? No, um, and I hope but, I didn't insult you by saying you're just like Shane. But you two guys have a lot of the no. same stuff. Going on. <laughs> It's very insulting to me. You I mean, can't insult me. I spend most of my time saying much worse stuff about myself. <laughs> much worse stuff and than that, being like Shane. It's actually not an insult to be compared to Shane, just to throw him a bone there. I didn't actually mean that. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to. That, that southern accent is the fucking worst. Oh, my just, God. I know, I, That's so hilarious. hilarious. <laughs> um, but no, I appreciate it. I had a lot of fun. And Good. anytime, guys. All thanks right. very much. Thanks, Peter. Thanks, thanks Pete. for joining us. Talk to you later. Yeah, thanks a lot, buddy. Bye. Anytime. <laughs> So that was fun having Peter. You know, <laughs> I don't know what Shane's doing. He's putting the camera right in his face. But uh, <laughs> Shane, maybe while you're that close to the camera, you could tell everybody about our page. <laughs> I got some beady eyes. Like, I, if I'm just looking in my eyes. Like, I wouldn't trust talking to me. Like, if I was talking to me, I'd be like, this guy is a fucking shady character. But, um... We have a patron account. Um, come join, be a patron. You get the uncensored version of this show. You get the bonus podcast for the patrons only. You get the group me chat. And this week, because I was born in the 70s, I'm working on a spreadsheet um, so that I can set up a mail merge to send out some swag to yes. all of our patrons. Um, and I had to ask things like, I had to Google things like, how do I mail things to Canada? Because I don't know. I've never yeah. did it before. But I'm going to find out. So, oh yeah, become a God. patron. Um, like I said, you get the group me chat. You get the bonus podcast. And you'll be getting some swag. Um, you'll just uh, have to count on me. Hopefully, you live in the U.S. Because I don't really know how I'm going to do this Canada <laughs> thing. I might just drive it over there. <laughs> oh, we have people in the U.K. as well. And also um, somewhere Ireland. else in Europe. Yeah, we, we've got a couple euros, and those are the ones that are going to be especially fun. I'm thinking I can UPS them, though. I don't even know if the swag is worth all the postage that's going to cost us. Well, there is that. I mean, look, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, if if when doing a cost-benefit analysis, I realize that it's going to cost me $70 to send this to them. I am Here's just your koozies gonna, and stickers. Yeah, I'm going to – unless they have like a 3D printer or something, we're going to have to figure something else out. And, uh, we <laughs> 3D will. Maybe, on their yeah. we'll, we'll send you yeah. the files. We'll let, your own shit. <laughs> print your own <laughs> sticker. Or we'll let Shane call you personally at home for a 30-minute call or something like that. <laughs> um, all right, cool. <laughs> Jeremy, tell everybody about our store. Yeah, we have a store. Dynasty Trades HQ has a store. It's dthq.storeenvy.com, dthq.storeenvy.com. And you can get all kinds of stuff with our logo on it, our cool uh, modern logo, shirts, hats, stickers, mugs. And even Shane got himself a COVID-19 mask. Hopefully you don't need that much anymore, but they are really nice masks. Um, and stuff shit, shit, shit Shane says on it too. T-shirts, get one. Awesome. And uh, check us out on iTunes at Dynasty Trades HQ. Check us out on Twitter at Dynasty Trades HQ. And we're going to do a Patreon show, but we're going to wait till later in the week after some more free agency stuff happens. So we'll have a, a fun free agency Patreon show later on in the week. So Yeah, we're, we're waiting for some free agency shit that we actually give a fuck about. Um, <laughs> yes. 
getting that fucking Kendrick Bourne and motherfucking Nelson Aguilar. Like, get out of here. We could have, and we could have cared. We could have. Juno Smith and Hunter Henry by themselves, we could have cared about. The same fucking team. Fuck you, Bill Belichick. And then the receivers. I mean, literally, the only thing to talk about is the Patriots. I don't want to talk about them. Thank you. Man. So, in other words, we're going to wait until the end of the week to do a Patriots. Oh, yeah, that was the point. That's a wrap. So, thank you very much for listening. We love you, and we'll talk to you next week. Say goodbye, everybody. Say goodbye, everybody. Say goodbye, Shane. Bye, Shane. <laughs> Bye.